0: This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher.
1: everyone, and welcome to the PR podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, have you got yourself your PR podcast plug yet? Um, we say this a lot, but it's the truth. At least it's the truth for me. We're we're PR people. We're great at promoting our clients. We're terrible at promoting ourselves. Um, and so, and I know I know when people ask me what I do, what clients do you represent? I'm like a deer in the headlights. I'm like uh uh uh, and then five minutes later, I'm like, oh yeah, I do that and I do that and I do that. So the PR podcast plug is designed to make it easy for you to promote yourself and your thing. Now, we don't want to hear about your 9 to 5, as you know. We want to hear about your passion project. It's your blog. It's your TikTok. It's your uh, really cool guitar hobby. It's your uh, uh, cooking blog. It's whatever you do on the side that brings you passion because we all know that we can all get so burned out. And we got to find something that brings us passion. So let us know what your cool thing is. Maybe you want an award. We want to love on you too. We want to promote the fact that we're all out here doing great work. So send us your PR podcast plug to Jody at JodyfisherPR.com or reach out on any of the socials uh, and let us know some cool thing that you're doing. We will promote you and plug you on an upcoming episode. Now, on with our show for today, we have got an amazing guest. <laughs> Jenny Dietrich is the founder and CEO of Armin Dietrich, author of the Spin Sucks, the book and the blog, and the host of the Spin Sucks podcast. She is the creator of the Peso model. We all know the Peso model, right? She's crafted a certification for it in partnership with Syracuse University. She is the co-author of Marketing in the Round, the co-host of Inside PR, and the co-host of the Agency Leadership podcast. She is an inspiration to a lot of people, including me. Jenny, welcome to the PR podcast.
0: And I feel like I have to amp up my podcast voice because you do that so well.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm gonna have to practice. Don't die.
0: That's amazing. I'm (laughs) gonna have to get some radio habits. That's amazing.
1: Well, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I am thrilled that you're joining us here on the show because I have admired you and your work and taken inspiration from it for a very long time. Uh, And I know a lot of people who are listening have also done the same. at at the risk of being really trite, how did you get your start, and were you always interested in PR as a young professional?
0: Never, no, it was not. <laughs> no, I was going to go to law school, and because I wanted to do contract negotiations for um, professional athletes, that's what I wanted to do. Here we are.
1: And where does PR and where does PR rear its head?
0: Where, you know, where do it's you funny. figure out?
1: Oh, I can do this.
0: I. Uh, I graduated from college and my mom got sick. And so I had to take a gap year. It wasn't called a gap year back then, but I had to take a year off um, to, to help. And as part of that, I had to find a job. And a girlfriend of mine that I lived next to in the dorms had interviewed for a job at Fleischman Hillard. And she said, hey, I interviewed for this job. It's not really for me, but I actually think you'd be really good at it. And I was like, what are you talking about? PR, what is this? So I interviewed for the job and it was a really I mean, it was an account coordinator job. It was very, very low, like entry level. And I was sitting in the GM's office of, of the, the Kansas city office is where I was. And he said to me, where do you see yourself in five years? And I looked around his office and I said, this looks pretty good to me. And he hired me on the spot. But like thinking about that today, what a little shit I was. Why, women, Who did I think I was, <laughs> really? and he hired me so (laughs) that
1: is that is the right answer as far as i'm concerned you know that because i think we i'm gonna guess maybe you and i agree like that's such a dumb question like where do you see yourself in five it's a dumb question it's sort of one of these ponderous kind of what are you right and and so it it's so giving that kind of an answer to me is like just going i mean
0: also a little egocentric but okay
1: (laughs) Ah, who cares so so you get started in PR and you just connect with it. Was there a moment where you connect with it and you're like, oh, I know th- this, I can do this.
0: I don't really think I had that kind of an epiphany, but I I started to really gain some momentum and I really started to understand the job and the role and the industry. And it really, it it, it did connect, but I don't think there was like some big epiphany and then it was like, okay, my mom's better. Should I go ahead and try to go to law school? But at that time, I was making some money and I had a mortgage and you know, like all, all the stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm good. So here we are.
1: And <laughs> and so I know that there are a lot of young people who who listen to this podcast, people who are getting into PR, uh, who, who want to break into PR, trying to figure out their way. Um, are is there any tip, tips or advice? you would give to those people as they're beginning that journey?
0: Yes, Uh, one of the things that we find is that young people want everything right now. And trust me, I wanted to be in the corner office within five years, so I understand that. Um, But we also find that they're not necessarily willing to put in the work. And I would say, be willing to put in the work. Do as much as you can, go above and beyond, go the extra mile, ask questions, Ask to sit in meetings that you're probably not invited to and just keep your mouth shut so you can listen and take notes and learn. Be a sponge. And you know, one of the things I think college students do extraordinarily well is they take in information and in they're sponges. Continue doing that in the first couple of years of your career and you'll get further ahead much more quickly.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like um, PR people in general have to go above and beyond right yes. i mean we're yes. we're always doing extra we're always working more hours we're always technically under billing right because yes. we just we can't <laughs> yes. go. we want to do we, we always uh-huh. want to do that thing and and we're adrenaline junkies off of the hit right whatever you define the hit as right um so so yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more about the above and beyond um that that is terrific and and uh young people out there who are listening take notes Um, because when Ginny says it, it's absolutely true. Um, Let's pivot now to what we all have come to know you with. We know you for many things, but what probably the most people know you for is the PESO model. Mm -hmm. And for the people who don't know what it is, explain what that is.
0: The PESO model is an integrated communications framework that really helps you build the foundation for a really robust, integrated, and measurable program. So it's paid media, earned media, shared media and owned media. And what we do is we look at it and we say okay, you know, when I started my career and I would imagine the same goes for you as well is that it was all media relations. Like that's what we did. You know, we did some events, we did some reputation management, but it was mostly done through media relations. You know, we didn't have social media, we didn't have influencer marketing. We might use spokespeople that were authoritative in their field for certain campaigns, but that was as far as influencers went, right? So When, when things started to shift and change and the world began to become more vocal and accessible, you know, social media launched and content marketing became a thing and inbound marketing was this big trendy thing. And all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a second. Those are just tools that we can use to continue to build thought leadership and build uh, relationships with our audiences with these new tools. So what we, we did is we looked at it and we said, okay how do we bring all of that together into one model that makes it really easy for people to use for communicators, especially marketers use it too, but for communicators, especially because it allows you to tell your story in a whole bunch of different ways and get it out there in myriad ways that you wouldn't normally do. No longer do you have to just use journalists. You can use all these, all these tools to help you tell your story.
1: Is it, did you originally build it around measurement? Because it seems so attuned to allowing us to measure, which is the big bugaboo in PR.
0: Yeah, yes. Because, I mean, how often have you had this conversation where you're, you're sitting down with a client and you've gotten all of these great media placements and everything's gone swimmingly well and everybody's talking about whatever it happens to be your big campaign. And the client's like, great how much money did it make you make us and you're like oh bane of my existence <laughs> I, I, I don't know i have no idea how much money it made you I, I don't know i wish i could tell you that and that's one of the big things for me is to use your word a big bugaboo is that we have to figure this out and so we did build the model around measuring it and certainly you it's still hard to to, to measure in media but there are things that you can do to show how it's affecting or influencing sales.
1: Um, before the peso model, how were you measuring, or were you measuring uh, <clears throat> your work, or or how were you communicating the value of your work?
0: It was. I mean, we were doing it the same way everybody was, right? We were looking at media impressions. We were looking at number of stories placed. We were looking at eh, advertising frequency. I mean, but that's the way you did it, right? Um, we didn't know any differently back then, and that that and then. I remember it was probably, I would say it was probably 2006 or 2007. Um, we had a story run in the Wall Street Journal on the front page. And I remember sitting in the chief, cor- cor- chief of corporate communication officer's office. And the story ran and he pulled up analytics and we kept hitting refresh to see how many visitors were coming to the website from that story. And it was then that, you, that we were like, wait a second. If we can track how many visitors are coming from a particular story, now we've got something that we can measure.
1: Yeah, that and there's where you start to hit ROI and you start to That's hit right. something that people can wrap their brain around,
0: That's which right. is
1: really, I think, the reason that so many of us fall back on ad value equivalent, because it's something that the CEO or the C-suite can at least look at and understand, even if it has no relation, no
0: value <laughs> to what
1: publicity and public relations is built for.
0: Right.
1: Yep. They um, like the dollar. Uh, they
0: do like the dollar sign.
1: Oh, they love. They love the dollar sign. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and you know when when I'm working with a client, I'm urging them to be looking at things through their Google Analytics. You know how many hits are coming to their website, or you know, is there phone ringing? Um, what I urge people to say, uh, I typically say is you know, PR is not a direct line to your cash register, but you should be able to see a bump based right. on a strong <laughs> public relations presence or a campaign or, you know, whatever that is. Um, I think the only time that I've ever experienced that, or maybe one of the times more recently that I experienced that is we, we did a, I did a, 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 a morning set of morning hits, TV hits with, a. A local chocolate shop that was selling something Game of Thrones related, ah. and every time they did the hit, they got off the 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 air with the reporter, and their phone would ring. That's
0: amazing. And they
1: did, you know, and they did several tens of thousands of dollars worth of business that morning, which was great for them. But that to me, that's the only time I've ever been able to see it
0: happen. To correlate it directly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah usually, you so, hear things like we just heard the other day, um, a client said man, I cannot tell you how much our lead volume has increased since we started working with you. So there's some correlation there too, right? But what is the direct correlation? So those are the kinds of things we try to figure out.
1: So let's talk a little bit about how the different, the four different elements of the PESO model work together. And what in your mind is the the best use of them to make them work together? Are there ones Ah, that naturally go together better than
0: others? Yeah, I love this question. Um, they, you really should be using all of them together. And one of the biggest debates that I have constantly is people will say, okay, this model is great but I would never start with paid. And I always say, I agree. You should not start with paid. There are some instances where you would start with paid for sure, but in most cases you wouldn't start with paid. The only reason the PESO model starts with paid is because PESO is easier to remember than OSC or OSEP. right? <laughs> I see, I have to actually think about it to say it. So pay' easy to remember. Almost never would you start with paid. You always start with owned and you're you're starting with owned because this allows you first to control the message. it allows you to build your thought leadership. It allows you to build that credibility and you're doing it by on something that you own. So you're doing it on your website, on your blog, you know some place like that. Once you have that, now you have something to promote your thought leadership and your expertise to journalists they can go online they can see how you think they can get a whole bunch of information not just your sales brochure on your website but like the way that you think about things and the way that you approach things they can see what you're doing on social media they can see the whole picture and then that's how they make decisions in today's world on how to who who to talk to from a source perspective now you have something to, to promote on shared right social media you also have something to amplify through paid so if you're doing it without own the media, it's almost impossible because you don't have anything to use in those other three media types.
1: Uh, yeah, a, a ton of sense, uh, as always. Um, and, and I think so many people have come to use this PESO model and rely on it um it it, because it it just makes so much sense now tell me a little bit about the certification program that you developed around this i mean this this is not just a a nifty little thing you've actually you've actually given this some some real cred
0: yeah it has real cred (laughs) but i will tell you it got real cred in on like february 20th of 2020. yeah so uh we actually so we worked with syracuse all through 2019 to build the certification and to build it's it's an online course you take it online it's on demand um and then when you're finished you actually have a certification from from us and from Syracuse um from the SI Newhouse School of Communication which is great um but we we really truly launched it on February 20th of 2020 and so it just went <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> and so we've had to spend the last couple of years like revamping it and getting it back to up to speed. So if you want to become certified in the PESA model, it teaches you everything. It teaches you, you know, how, how it works, how they all work together, how to use it to build your credibility online, and mostly how to measure it. So we're actually going through the process this summer to revamp things because we've got new measurement tools. We've got ChatGPT. We've got all this generative AI to include. So we're going to be re- re- revamping it a bit. Um, but yeah, it's the certification is through Syracuse, which is pretty
1: cool. I am definitely going to be taking that course for sure because, wait, now, wait especially, we revamp it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Uh, we'll definitely wait. You heard it. You heard it here. Wait till <laughs> it gets revamped. But yes, we're definitely gonna take it because, as a, especially as a new business owner, and we've always got to be pushing ourselves to learn new skills, learn new tools. Speaking of which, let's talk about ChatGPT. Let's talk about AI and how it's impacting. Uh, uh, PR in our industry. Um, give us your take on it. You know, what do you see it doing?
0: I freaking love it. I love it. It's amazing. And you know, I think I think people sit in two camps, either they love it or they're super scared of it. And, you know, you've seen things like it working in the legal field and the medical field. And you, all of a sudden it's not just for communicators or marketers, like the whole world is being changed by artificial intelligence the thing I like about it is it makes you so much more efficient. And there are lots of times, like, we, we, we do B2B uh, work, and we do really technical stuff. And sometimes I'm like, I need to get this article written, and I have no idea where to start. And you've got all this technical information from the subject matter expert, and you're just looking at it like, I, I have no idea what to do with this. You know, a year ago, it would have taken 10 hours to figure that out. Now you drop all that technical information into ChatGPT and you say, write an article for me in layman's terms, and it, it spits it out for you. It's not perfect. It's not what you would use as your final draft by any stretch of the imagination, but it gives you something to start from. And then so instead of staring at a blank screen, now you have an outline and information that you can edit and add in context and storytelling and all that to it.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I, and I use it the same way. You know, it's, it's my first draft. I grab yep. all that stuff and I plug it in, gives me that first draft. And it's amazing uh, because it, it, it creates an efficiency there. Um, I was actually um, I forget who I was talking with online, but I used the phrase that it's not going to get rid of the writers. It's just going to get rid of the mediocre writers.
0: That's right. That's you really
1: right. just have to up your game and keep pace with, with the environment. Yep. How else have you seen chat or how else have you seen, or do you see chat GPT and AI changing what we do as PR professionals?
0: Um, I actually see quite a few. I, yeah, it was uh, right before we, we jumped on here. I was on the phone with a client and she said, let me show you something. And she pulled up a spreadsheet and she had peso on the, the, on the left-hand side. So she had paid earned, shared and owned on her left-hand side. And then she had tactics for each underneath. And then she said, and then in her tactics, she had like really specific things. So under her shared media uh, in section, she had LinkedIn posts and she said, look, I put this into chat just to see. And, and she said, so she showed me the prompt, said, write, write me a LinkedIn message or a LinkedIn post for this local law 97. So she, she put, puts that in and it just it pushes it out and it has a link to, to a blog post that they've written. It has hashtags. And I was like, Actually pretty good. <laughs> like I would change a couple of things because it doesn't sound human, but that's actually pretty good. So, you know, just things like that, that, you know, just in her planning process that had made it a lot easier for her to just be able to drop those things in and have it ready to go. That's freaking amazing. I love it.
1: It, it really is. And, I, and it gets you to the next step too, which is what we frequently talk about, sort of taking that, Core blog post that core written idea, and then slightly modifying it for different publications or different audiences, and you you still have that core idea, but you're changing it up a bit. I would I would gather that uh, that AI allows you to do that a lot more efficiently too.
0: Yeah, and take take a white paper, like say you have a really big white paper, and you you want to repurpose it into blog posts, for instance, or a video script drop that that copy in there and say repurpose this article into five blog posts and it does it it, it, it does it's amazing and it does it in like 3 seconds i know that's the that's the
1: crazy. <laughs> yes. i i am a bit of a i'm a bit of a star wars geek as people know um i actually uh, asked chat gpt to summarize the original trilogy movies Stop. and it actually did it it actually did a decent job
0: did it really <laughs> I'm it really did, yeah.
1: That's awesome. And if you had, if you knew nothing about it, you were like, "Oh, really? That's what it's about, huh?" And then you, huh. you didn't want to watch it, you still wouldn't watch it, but. <laughs> but yeah, it the original can, trilogy, can
0: actually... not the next trilogy. You really know,
1: that. we're going OG oh, Gen X here. You know, come on. Yeah, now. right.
0: That's right. That's what we are.
1: <laughs> um. So maybe we could go to thirty thousand feet here because I've in, in listening to uh, many of your podcasts, Spin Socks, and and everything else, and I'm a regular subscriber to Spin Socks. Um, what do you think PR in the, in our current world, what do you think PR does best for clients? What do you like to use it hmm. for?
0: I would say in the last three years, it's changed pretty dramatically. Um, we, you know, for all of our careers, you and me, um, our bosses and our clients and our executive team has been told not to talk about values and not to stand up for things. Like you don't talk about your values. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics politics in business because you have mixed audiences and you don't know who you're going to piss off so you don't talk about it that's that's how we that's how i grew up i'm sure that's how you grew up like every one of our clients that's how what they've been taught you just don't do it and in the last three years that's been like completely upended right now you have to talk about it and you have to you have to stand up for things and you have to make comment on social justice movements and you know We're talking about gun violence. Corporate America has to stand up for those kinds of things, but people expect it. And this next generation coming into business will not work with you if they don't understand your values. And I just had a conversation with a friend the other day, and he said, we were talking about our favorite Chicago pizza places. And I said what mine is. And he goes, oh, but did you know that CEO is such a jerk? And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And he started pulling up articles. I know will no longer go back. Even though it's my favorite Chicago pizza, I will never go back there. And that, that's what we're faced with now is this kind of stuff. So PR has completely changed because all of a sudden CEOs are like, uh, I don't know what to do, exactly, And I don't know how to say this. So either they're trying it on their own and failing, or they're smart enough to bring in a comms expert to help them through to to wade through these waters and figure it out, because it it's not going to change. And we have that I think i I see that as the most important thing that we're doing as an industry right now is helping organizations figure out how to stand up for their values.
1: yeah, and a bit of reputation management sounds like there absolutely.
0: yep yep
1: yeah and and with a with this dash of crisis communication,
0: a da- you know, it's so funny because you used to have like that you would have experts that that's what they did, and now we all have to be good at it. We all have to be good at it.
1: Yeah, it is so true. It is so true. Let's end up here with this conversation about Spin Sucks, the greatest named product, because I can't (laughs) just say it's one thing. It's a podcast and it's a book and it's a Spin Sucks is the best. And any PR person worth their salt thinks nails on a chalkboard when they think spin, it's a four letter word, right? And you say it too. Um, How'd you you create Spin
0: you know, we were sitting in a conference room and at the time, I think I had 30 employees and we, we had a really big, robust intern program and our inter- we were all in the room and our interns were with us and, you know, they're 20 years old and they're smart and they're creative and the corporate world hasn't ruined them yet. So they had all these great ideas. And we were talking about this blogging thing and we were like, you know, this blogging thing, do we need to pay attention? What is it? How do we do it? And one of the things that we always like to do in my agency is try things on ourselves first. So I was like, well, let's let's launch one and see what happens. By the way, it was terrible. I do not, every, every year on our anniversary, I repost, republish the first blog post. So bad, so bad. But one of the interns was like, we were trying to think of a name and one of the interns was like, well, you always say spin sucks. And I was like, you're the smartest person I know. And it was his idea.
1: It is great. And like I said, you know, so many people I think have a misconception about what we do. And every once in a while that word will fly and I'll just like i I'll fall out. I'll be like, Yeah, you you know, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I I believe that we're storytellers. I believe that we um, tell an honest and open and positive story about the thing that we've been asked to tell, and we sort of fit. The, we fit the message of the client to the medium that they want to connect uh, to an audience through. Um, That's right. And, and we never, we never ever play with the truth. We never ever um, exaggerate. Um, we always have information and facts to back it up. That's um, right. Yeah. Um, do you, how do you how do you feel that uh, PR people are, are uh, portrayed in popular culture?
0: Ah, not well not well apparently there's a pr firm owner on working moms i haven't seen the show yet but everybody keeps telling me oh she's she's great she has a pr firm she does ads and i'm like that's not pr oh god what are you doing
1: (laughs) there was an episode i'm watching succession i don't know if you're a fan i
0: haven't started it yet but everybody's talking and i will not
1: spoil a thing but there was a couple episodes third third or fourth season now with the current season whatever that one is there a couple episodes back, there was a bit where the PR people of the of the company um, went center stage because there was a crisis and they had to step up. Um, and the way that these PR people were portrayed was not kind. Let's just put oh, it that way. Geez. And it played into the stereotype of what you know what we do, whether it's like we're the the scandal esque fixers behind the scenes you know, uh, you know, doing whatever, you know, nastiness we're doing to, to take care of a client. Um, and it, it really bothers me. I'm sure it bothers you too. When, when we have this pop culture perception yeah. of what, we do because I know, I think you'll agree, probably the majority of what we do is pretty in the trenches.
0: It's pretty boring. Yeah. There's no, I'm not hiding bodies or, you know, creating affairs so that we can divert the, the attention somewhere else. Like that's not what we do. Yeah, Ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well Jenny this has been a great conversation. I know we could go a lot longer than this. Uh but we're going to wrap it up here uh and segue into the rapid fire question portion of our podcast where we're going to have a little fun. Not like we haven't uh, been having This fun makes yet. me
0: nervous. Okay.
1: Uh but we're going to steal Gotta a page from inside the Actor's Studio ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions meant to elicit a simple answer, maybe a laugh or two. Jenny Dietrich with your indulgence here we go. Rapid fire question number 1. What is your favorite news source?
0: Oh, the PRSA Daily Email.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. So good.
0: No one ever mention that. <laughs> good stuff.
1: Rapid fire question number two: What's your favorite social media platform? Instagram. Love the Instagram. Lo- still love the gram.
0: Love it. Yep. Can't help it. Addicted.
1: Rapid fire question number three: Coffee or alcohol?
0: Oh, well, I don't drink caffeine, so red wine.
1: <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> Rapid fire question number four. What's your favorite on-the-run food? Give us some, some Chicago flavor here.
0: On-the-run food. Mm. It's either between Shake Shack or Small Cheval. They both have a veggie burger to die for, so.
1: Is that second one to local Chicago?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Very we'll look good. it up. Very
0: good. Excellent.
1: Rapid fire question number five, Jenny. What do you want to be after you finish this career?
0: <laughs> this is not possible, but a pro cyclist. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Very cool. Do Do you cycle now? I do. I do. Okay. You're gonna go pro. You're, you're gonna going, be. I'm
0: going you, pro after this. <clears throat>
1: You're going to be that rider who in the Instagram video, who's like balancing on his, on his,
0: right. on his seat. On the seat as he's with my down down his... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I,
1: I can't watch that video. It just <laughs> it makes me break
0: out. You're going to kill yourself. You're okay. going to kill yourself. Because <laughs> you just like going to flying off.
1: The... <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, this has been a fun conversation. Uh, please let people know how they can find you online.
0: I think we beat that horse
1: to death but then sucks.com there we go there we go well thanks again jenny and thank you everyone for listening please remember to subscribe to the show connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at the pr podcast and send us a question or a comment our intro is by christopher apple you can find him and his fantastic photography on instagram at christopher underscore a-p-p-o-l-d-t check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast.